0: Welcome to this audio long read from Nature. In this episode, these bizarre ancient species are rewriting animal evolution. Written by Tracy Watson and read by me, Benjamin Thompson. The revolutionary animal lived and died in the muck. In its final hours, it inched across the seafloor, leaving a track like a tyre print and finally went still. Then geology set to work. Over the next half a billion years, sediment turned to stone, preserving the deathbed scene. The fossilised creature looks like a piece of frayed rope measuring just a few centimetres wide, but it was a trailblazer among living things. This was the earliest known animal to show unequivocal evidence of two momentous innovations packaged together, the ability to roam the ocean floor and a body built from segments. It was also among the oldest known to have clear front and back ends and a left side that mirrored its right. Those same features are found today in animals from flies to flying foxes, from lobsters to lions. Paleontologist Xu Hai Zhao marvels at the tracks left by this creature, Yilingia spiciformis, and how they captured evidence of its movement. In his cluttered office at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, he shows off a slab of beige resin, a reproduction of the fossil, which was found in China's Yangtze gorges region and is now kept in a Chinese research institute. The replica captures a snapshot of a moment from 550 million years ago. Xiao, whose team formally described Yilingia last year, traces the bumpy tracks it made immediately before its death. It was just moving around, and it died suddenly, he says. But that's not the end of this creature's story. Although nobody knows which category of life it belonged to, the group that includes earthworms is one possibility, Yilingia is helping to fill in key details about the evolution of animals. Most importantly, Yilingia shows that some quintessential animal traits had appeared half a billion years ago, earlier than previous definitive evidence, Xiao says. Yilingia is not the only creature from that region to provide some of the earliest fossil evidence for an important animal feature. In 2018, Xiao and his team reported on tracks found in the Yangtze gorges consisting of two parallel rows of dimples. The researchers proposed that the trails were made by an animal from 550 million years ago that might have been able to burrow and had multiple pairs of appendages, which would make it one of the earliest known animals with legs. These Chinese fossils hail from a time right before the Cambrian Explosion, the evolutionary transformation when most of the animal groups that populate the planet today first made their appearance in the fossil record. Scientists long regarded the boundary between the Cambrian period and the Precambrian as a dividing point in evolution, a transition from a world in which simple, strange organisms flourished to a time when the seas teemed with complex creatures that are the forebearers of nearly everything that followed. But a growing number of findings reveal that the time slice just before the Cambrian, known as the Ediacaran, which is 635 million to 541 million years ago, was a pivot point of animal evolution, a period that includes the earliest fossil records of anatomical innovation, such as guts and legs, and the first appearance of complex behaviours, such as burrowing. The insights into the Ediacaran's powers lend support to a provocative idea that the Cambrian explosion, that iconic evolutionary burst, was actually less revolutionary than many had thought. The Cambrian explosion is just another phase of evolution, says paleobiologist Rachel Wood at the University of Edinburgh, UK. It's not a single flash event, she says. It could not have happened without previous waves of innovation. The Ediacaran's innovations came against a backdrop of planetary cataclysms. During this time, Earth was still recovering from a long, shivery chapter when ice covered much of the seas. A giant meteor slammed into what is now Australia and probably kicked up enough dust to trigger catastrophic changes around the globe. The planet's very surface was splitting. During the Ediacaran, one supercontinent broke apart and another took shape as landmasses smashed together. On the continents, no plants grew. In the ocean, oxygen levels swung wildly. Scientists once thought that complex life did not start until after all this tumult. In Charles Darwin's day, no fossils had been found below the rock layers documenting the Cambrian explosion. That blank rock record troubled Darwin, who reasoned that if his theory of evolution were correct, there must have been life before the Cambrian's riches. The case at present must remain inexplicable he wrote in On the Origin of Species in 1859. Darwin's dilemma would remain unresolved for a century. In the 1930s and 1940s, researchers found intriguing imprints in rocks in Australia and elsewhere, but those rocks were not definitively Precambrian. Then, several English schoolchildren finally gave the Ediacarans their big break in 1957. Scrambling through a local quarry, the students noticed a leaf-shaped imprint in the ancient stone. Geologist Trevor Ford at the University of Leicester, UK, went to see it and recognised that it had been made by a living thing. Ford's paper about the imprint provided definitive evidence that large, complex species lived in the Precambrian. He ventured that the type of organism was probably an algal frond. It almost certainly wasn't. Ford's proposal was among the first in a long list of mistaken ideas about the identity of Ediacaran organisms. As more were discovered, scientists tried valiantly to place them on the tree of life. Some of the fossils were towering structures that stood one metre tall. Others resembled deflated air mattresses. They have been called lichens and algae, fungi and bacterial colonies. Basically, any interpretation you can name has been suggested, says geobiologist Lydia Tarhan at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Finally, an audacious theory broke through the welter of competing claims. In the 1980s and 1990s, paleontologist Adolf Zeilacher at the University of Tübingen in Germany proposed that many Ediacaran life forms were not animals, but instead belonged to a single bizarre group that he called the Vendobionta, Seilacher wrote that these organisms were, quote, an evolutionary experiment that failed when formidable predators arrived on the scene. His ideas have fallen out of favour, but they challenged researchers to question their assumptions. At the time, it was brilliant thinking, says geobiologist Simon Derrick at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. Before that, everyone assumed they were all jellyfish, which was even more wrong, he says. Now, most scientists are reaching agreement that the Ediacarans were a grab bag of disparate life forms, rather than the self-contained group proposed by SILACA. It's inappropriate to consider them a failed experiment, says paleontologist Francis Dunn at the University of Oxford, UK. They represent the ancestors, probably, of lots of different things, she says. Many scientists, although not all, are also signing up to the idea that some fraction of the Ediacaran organisms were probably animals, including some that don't look like any animal alive today. That idea dovetails with genetic evidence that animals, or metazoans, first appeared more than 600 million years ago, well before the Ediacaran. There are no definitive fossils to illustrate the dawn of the animals, but the early metazoans were probably small, soft, simple things, including ancestors of modern creatures such as sponges and corals. Eventually, animals developed left-right symmetry, which is packaged with a gut, mouth and anus. But it's not easy to define which fossils are animals and which are not. Would we know the first metazoan if we tripped over it? Rachel Wood wonders. Is our image search correct, she asks. Those questions still dog scientists. Although the Ediacaran fossils have bedevilled researchers for decades, new techniques are coaxing fresh insights out of previously intractable imprints. Take the baffling organisms in the genus Dickinsonia. Rounded and flat, they resembled segmented bath mats, only a few millimetres thick, although they could reach nearly 1.5 metres in length. Their strange construction spawned theories that they were lichens or protists, a diverse group of mostly single-celled organisms that includes protozoa and some algae, although many researchers suspected that they were animals. To try to settle the long-standing dispute, geobiologist Ilya Bobrovsky, now at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena, and his colleagues took a biochemical approach. Bobrovsky used tweezers to harvest thin films of organic matter the remnants of Dickinsonia specimens that lived more than 550 million years ago. Analysis of the fat molecules in these biofilms showed that they were breakdown products of cholesterol, which is found in animal cell membranes. Dickinsonia was indeed an animal, Bobrovsky says. Dickinsonia was a rather simple animal. It showed no evidence of a mouth or a gut. But earlier this year, scientists detailed what might be the oldest known animal that had both. Called Icaria wariutia, it lived at roughly the same time as the Dickinsonia specimens that Bobrovsky's team studied, or perhaps earlier. This discovery resolves a long-standing Ediacaran whodunit: what made the narrow, twisting burrows that cut through Ediacaran sediments? They are among the most common Ediacaran calling cards, but are so small—only one point five to two millimeters wide—that they must have been created by an elusive, tiny organism. We never thought we'd see it, said paleontologist Mary Droza at the University of California, Riverside. Then she got her hands on a 3D laser scanner. Droza and her colleagues used the scanner to image hundreds of tiny blobs found near the twisting burrows. The team's high-resolution 3D reconstructions showed that the blobs were, in fact, organisms. They were smaller than grains of rice, but they had left-right symmetry and both a front and back end, and features of the burrow suggest that the creatures could control where they moved. Previous analysis showed that some burrows wend into and out of the buried bodies of larger organisms, implying that Icaria was a scavenger, the earliest known. Droza's team suggests that, to support Icaria's burrowing and scavenging habits, the tiny animal probably had a mouth, anus and gut. More evidence that Ediacarans had guts comes from tubular organisms called cloudinids that arose around 550 million years ago. Using high-resolution X-ray imaging to peer inside cloudinids' outer tubes, researchers saw a long cylindrical feature, which the authors say is the oldest gut in the fossil record. The team found this feature in a cloudinid that most probably belonged to the genus Sarina. And it bolsters the case that some cloudinids were animals with left-right symmetry, says paleobiologist and study co-author Jim Schiffbauer at the University of Missouri, Columbia. The gut shape and other clues hint that Sirena could be an early annelid, an animal grouping that includes modern earthworms. New approaches are producing evidence that even the most alien-looking Ediacarans might have been animals. Take the frondos, Ediacarans, which were built from collections of miniature branches reminiscent of a fern's lacy foliage. Some frondos organisms resembled heads of lettuce, whereas the organism Charnia masoni looked like a palm branch stuck into the seafloor. Charnia and its close relatives had a pseudo-fractal organisation like that of No Living Creature, the fronds were made up of branches, which were made up of sub-branches, which were made up of still smaller branches. Frances Dunn and her colleagues borrowed tools from developmental biology to understand these oddities. The researchers noted that Charney's fronds invariably have the same outline, widest at the bottom, smallest at the tip, with no short branches in the middle. This uniformity, a product of how the organism grows, is not seen in plants or algae. Despite the otherworldly appearance of Charnia and its kin, Dunn says they're more closely related to animals than they are to anything else. Researchers studying the Ediacaran have revealed other Frondo's quirks by turning to the tools of modern ecology. One such technique is spatial analysis, which involves ultra-precise mapping of a large set of organisms that are preserved precisely where they lived, information that is rarely available in paleontology. But scientists have exactly such an array at their disposal in Newfoundland, Canada, which has thousands of frondose imprints. Among them are examples that date back 571 million years, making them the oldest known organisms that are big enough to be seen without magnification. Some of Newfoundland's most abundant residents from around this time belong to the genus Fractofusis, whose members look like mounds of fronds in the shape of an overturned saucer. Like its cousin Charnia, Fractofusus might have been an animal with no modern analogue. Spatial analysis showed that many large fractofusus specimens are surrounded by clusters of small ones. Children, says paleobiologist Charlotte Kensington at the University of Cambridge, UK, who was a member of the team that published the findings in 2015. This pattern suggests that Fractofusis multiplied in part by shooting out long runners on which its young developed. In a paper published earlier this year, scientists describe long, thin, fossilised threads, some stretching four metres between frondose organisms in Newfoundland. These threads might have been reproductive runners and could also have been used for nutrient transport or communication. Perhaps these organisms were acting in each other's best interests rather than just for themselves, says paleobiologist Alex Liu at the University of Cambridge, who co-wrote the paper. As evidence mounts for Ediacaran innovation, a group of researchers is using these finds to question an icon of evolutionary history, the Cambrian Explosion. In the past, researchers often spoke of this event as the Big Bang of Evolution, a single supreme episode that had no prelude and suddenly changed everything. But some researchers take the view that Ediacaran organisms were the founders of this revolution. The burst of new species in the Cambrian didn't just come out of thin air, says Wood. It must have been derived from something in the Ediacaran. A common view holds that many Ediacaran organisms vanished at the Ediacaran-Cambrian boundary some 540 million years ago. But while excavating in a remote spot in Siberia, Wood and her team found Cambrian-type fossils, such as animals that lived in mineral-laden, tube-shaped shells, in Ediacaran-aged rock. Wood and her co-authors cited these fossils in a provocative 2019 paper, which also noted that Ediacaran animals capable of burrowing into sediments survived into the Cambrian period. The ability to burrow is a hallmark of that time, when animals dug so enthusiastically that they tore up the sea floor, creating new ecological niches. But the Ediacarans took the first step, the authors say. The vaunted Cambrian explosion was simply one phase in the rise of animal diversity, they contend. All of these findings tell a new story of animal evolution, but it is not yet clear whether the revision will stick. Some paleontologists say that Wood's argument in trying to give the Ediacaran its due gives short shrift to the Cambrian explosion, which marked the appearance of a vast number of creatures that fit clearly into modern animal groups. Xu Hai Zhao agrees that some Ediacaran animals survived into the Cambrian, but he argues that the big picture shows a mass die-off at the boundary between the two periods. An invertebrate paleontologist, Jean-Bernard Caron, at the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto, Canada, questions Wood's tally of Ediacaran species that survived into the Cambrian. We don't really have the fossil record to support that, he says. Wood responds that although the critique is fair, it's clear that multiple Cambrian-style creatures first appeared in the Ediacaran. For all the contention, however, some researchers think that answers are just around the corner. Continued work on biomarkers could pin down whether various Ediacaran organisms were, in fact, animals. And paleontologists are excavating new Ediacaran finds in places such as Iran and Russia, Simon Derrick says. The latest approaches, such as spatial analysis, hold promise too, says Zhao. These could flesh out, at long last, what was going on in the oceans during the pivotal Ediacaran period. I would just love to be swimming over these communities and see, finally, how are they really growing? What on earth are they, Rachel Wood says. So much would become obvious. To read more of nature's long-form journalism, head over to nature.com slash news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...